Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Well, hello, and welcome to the Bork Museum. Uh-oh, uh -oh. I'm not feeling very good. Well, not, not me, just the kid. If someone wants to get an ID to pass off their pet as a legit service dog, it only takes a few clicks. Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. It's GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato. Enlighten me. You can put your boots in the oven, but that'll make them biscuits. Mm. Hey, folks, we're back. It's Can You Hear Me, the podcast of three guys, and I'm Real Gustav. I'm Heavy Longmire. And I am Ty Webb. And you can find us on Twitter. Uh, I said I'm Real Gustav. I'm Gustav Montalban, but you can find me as Real Gustav. You can find me as Longmire Heavy. You can find me as Muzzy74. No you. No you. M-Z-Z-Y. You can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. You can find us on the interwebs at canyouhearmepod.com. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram, on Tumblr. No porn on the Tumblr. And uh, Pinterest, too. And maybe we can find something else to spread our tentacles out onto social media. Maybe Tinder. we could like... Open a Tinder account. I don't think we're going to be opening up a Tinder. Maybe you got you could use your Grinder account. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe, and I think we should also be on like DOS. Yeah. Lotus. The other day, I, I C plus plus. You don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's a program. It's a programming language. That's what I. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> he was just about to go into full description. You oh, cut him I off. I was going to give some examples, but right. screw you now. <laughs> Fuck you. Alright, Ty has been chomping at the bit with a story. Yes. And I am hoping that you guys remember this. I can't imagine that you don't. Because I, it, it definitely left such an impression on me during my youth. So traumatic, this story, that it still affects and alters my behavior to this day. Well, I'm intrigued. Yeah, cause you're, you're being secretive about this. Well, huh? I'm about to, Drop it. All right. Drop it like it's hot. Like it's hot. Do you guys remember the story of one of our classmates, female classmate? This was while we were in high school. She was dating a young man who had already aged out of high school. I don't know if he was <laughs> graduated, graduated but he was too old for it to come back. Interesting use of, yeah, so distinction there. All right. And he worked at several restaurants oh shit in town to this day this okay, is yeah, okay yeah I, I can see in your eye you're with me yes and yes for those of you that don't know heavy only has one eye <laughs> and so he worked at a number of different fast food to semi-fast food restaurants in town one of which happened to be gustav's favorite restaurant the, the golden, golden corral. corral and what he did at that golden corral Still haunts me. And me. Do you remember this story, Gustav? Oh, I absolutely remember this story. This is back before Golden Corral became an all-you-can-eat buffet. That's right. right. This is back when it was a steakhouse slash salad bar. Yeah. And on said salad bar, there are many different dressings. But you, one in particular. That's blue right. Blue cheese dressing. Blue cheese dressing. And what this young man attempted to do... Was he didn't to, attempt. My no, understanding wait. was he was successful. He attempted to impregnate mm. the blue cheese dressing. Is it really attempting to? I mean, because by your accounts, I've attempted to impregnate a lot of people when that was the furthest thing from my 
intentions. Well, I mean, I don't think that we have any proof one way or the other of whether or not he was wanting to have a child with this dressing. But Fair he, enough. He definitely left a sample in the dressing. Some DNA. Mm. Of which, who knows how many partook. Right. Now, I can tell you right now that once this story hit, no one in our small town ate blue cheese dressing probably anywhere after that. Nobody ate at the old Golden Crow. That's no, isn't that, that about when it shut down? Oh, no. It, it held on no, a no, long, no, much long, longer, much longer. Yeah. But okay. I, I can probably say... I can guarantee you I hadn't eaten any blue cheese, dre- blue cheese dressing anywhere since then. Exactly. I have not ever had blue cheese dressing in my life because of that story. I hadn't yep. had it before then. I damn sure hadn't tried it since. Now, I wasn't interested in blue cheese, but yes, that cemented the fact that that's on the do not eat list. Yep, I don't. Don't eat it. Now, I will eat a little crumbled on some steak. I don't know. I don't even do that. Yeah. Or salad. But let and me, I don't let people jizz on my steak either. There's that one I'm time. still kind of on the fence about that, but I definitely don't eat the dressing. Because who knows? Maybe the dressing did get pregnant and had other jizz dressing babies out there that could be in a bottle at the store. There you go. Well, the so, salad bar dressing in general is... It's a, it's a concept that... It's a cesspool. If you step back and think about it, there's, but on, and maybe I'm different. That sneeze guard ain't fooling nobody. No, no. <laughs> I'm a fan of the good salad bar. I love the salad bar at Jason's Deli. Yeah, it's it's it's. They decent. have a damn good salad bar. Uh, I like the salad bar. Do you think that? Just keep saying all these things. Cause I'm going to be <laughs> a whole show out. of you and salad bars. Yeah. You say um, so many. I don't want to take you aback. <laughs> But, Boy, uh, never have uh, I seen such a perfect example of somebody sitting back and just letting the game come to him. Then Gustav just slowly, as a 1975 away. anchor might, just brush back from the table and let the man yeah, have he the just, forum. He just, just smiles at me, just like, keep on, sir, keep he, on. He was just feeding you rope, mm-hmm. feeding well, you rope. Now, I will point out that a couple of weeks ago, back when I had to make the little uh, emergency session um when i did the bragging montage i had about three things of ties because the son of a bitch doesn't make the declarative statements that you and i do heavy i gotta catch up with you guys yeah and i maybe that was i missed some i went back and listened to like the 140 dollar story and pulled a little bit from it but i just didn't have that much to work on but I think you're more guarded with your I blank 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 let me give you like two or three rapid fire go for it I used to own a Walkman. I have chest hair. Okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> nope, he, he cut me off after two. Well, exactly. I mean, you can keep going, but no. I, we all have that. I mean, we all had Walkmans and yeah. we've all got chest hair. Well, I don't have a kick-ass lifestyle like you guys. Oh, okay. please. But yes, that story, every, cause Mrs. Longmire, she's a fan of blue cheese. I bet she is. <laughs> I, I hated to even say that. Cause I knew we were... <laughs> Boy, teed up and, and uh, sorry, Miss Mrs. Longmire. I am sorry, but I could not resist that. Could not resist that low hanging fruit there. And what's that motion you're doing with your hand right yeah. now? Yeah, what is that? Back and forth. What's yeah. that? Back and, uh, into the left. But I just no. And, and anytime I see it at the grocery store on the shelf. Blue cheese dressing. That story runs through my mind. I see it in our refrigerator. Blue cheese dressing. That the story runs through it. my mind. It just is enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, every, dressing. Every dressing. time he smells it. <laughs> dressing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if somebody's breaking out the blue cheese dressing on the dinner table, everybody's going to smell it real quick. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is stout. Yeah. And it, every time. Aroma, boom, that story. Now, do you share that story? Because, you know. Well, it depends on who's at the dinner table. We have, right. uh, but what I'm wondering is, and I don't, I never got any insight into this, maybe y'all know, is did he do this pre-putting it out on the salad bar, or did he arc that thing over the sneeze guard? Oh, I think it was back in the stock so, room. As, as you were asking that question, Longmire's shaking his head like he, he, he knows exactly, <laughs> exactly. how to happened. Like I stood there and watched. Well, we weren't there. He was older than us, obviously, and uh, he had a horrible mustache. Is he any gay now? <laughs> I don't know. I think he what is. does that have to do? Well, no, he's not married to the girl that because he married that girl. Well, just because he didn't marry her doesn't he mean did he's marry her. 
Oh, Didn't we did? get married? So, <laughs> I, we probably need to map this out off air, but I believe yes, and then yes, not anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know where his standing in the world is. Okay. We'll just kind of leave it at Evidently, that. Evidently, Longmire just assumed if he got divorced, he must be gay. No, I'm friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's well, Why don't you find out if he arced it over the sneeze? Uh, yeah, I'll say, I'll, hey. I'll DM him. You remember that time? And what's even crazier is that I felt like everyone in the town knew that story, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. son of a bitch got a job at two other restaurants <laughs> after that. <laughs> Well, at least everybody our age. So that's like you wonder about. Well, that's one of those stories you you could tell your parents, and they're like, "No." Hey, aren't you glad? Aren't both of you glad? How much worse would our life have been if he would have done that in the creamy Italian? Can you imagine your <laughs> oh, life without done. creamy Italian? I would have been dead. Yeah, because creamy Italian was the only salad dressing I ate for pretty much most of my childhood. Yeah, he could have really wrecked our childhood if he'd have messed that up. Maybe some French. Maybe some Parlez-vous Francais? I took some French. I'm a Thousand Island man myself. I don't doubt that at all. You remember when the Dairy Queen used to give you the tiny little paper cup with mm-hmm. a salad in it with Thousand Island? I when forgot you bought about the, that. Yeah. The chicken strips yeah. with the steak I finger basket? That. that was a better time. Yeah, yeah. Down many a steak finger basket oh, and chicken man. strip. I love those steak basket. finger baskets. My, uh, my old maid aunts, you know, mm-hmm. my great aunts that were never married, uh, they objected to the bathroom situation at the local Dairy Queen because you had to walk down that little hallway. Oh, yeah. And then it went male or female. They didn't mm-hmm. like going through that first door, both sexes going through that. They were oh. that old school. They had wow. it back there like the Holy of Holies. Right. And the cigarette machine was back there, too. Yep. Man. How about that? That's, that's funny. And you'd pull those levers. Yeah. Yep. Don't get to see that anymore. Yeah. That, I'm glad you brought that story up. Are but, you? Uh, yeah, because I that yes, I've not forgotten. Okay. No, I don't forget that. No, that that one stuck with me. Ever I was hoping since. that that would stick and, with you guys. You know, like in general, now I only had one job ever working at a restaurant, and that was at a El Chico as the dishwasher when I just absolutely needed a job. I hit Lubbock, didn't have any job. I needed something. Dishwasher is what I got. Worst job ever that I ever had. And I'm were you the only English speaker? Uh, I was the only native English speaker gotcha. in that part of the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. And I was uh, quickly introduced to the fact that Jaime is a very common name, which I did not know yeah. at the time. And uh, that threw me for a loop. But I didn't eat Mexican food for about two years. And think about that, how much Mexican mm. food I mm-hmm. eat. And because going home each night covered in salsa, just burning you and everything, it was awful. But anyway, I never saw anything go on back in the kitchen, mainly because I was too busy cleaning sour cream and guacamole but my fear no matter what is you piss off the people in the kitchen yeah yes lord knows what's going to happen now i know that we've got an actual chef robert soul glow bat flip whatever he's going by this week regonk he's He's a chef he's an actual chef really yes and he Every once in a while, he'll post pictures of the what stuff kind of he makes. Is he? I don't know where he works at, but he posted a picture of like some redfish on grits and stuff. I mean, oh, I saw that. Legitimate. I didn't just thought he was off eating something. No, he, I didn't know he was. That's the stuff he makes. And uh, what do you make? make field I wonder trip. If he makes pastries. I don't think he makes pastries. <laughs> you don't think he's a pastry chef? You I, want a fucking honey bun? Don't I you? wonder if he can whip me up a honey bun. I don't think he's a pastry he's chef. He's angling for a homemade honey. He bun. wants like a culinary delight of a honey bun. Is what he's going for. But anyway, you got that honey bun looking. He, he's I'm glazing he's over. <laughs> Saw it coming. Yeah, I, I don't think he'd make. I mean, he might make you a honey bun. It doesn't look like he looks like he's a, a legitimate entree making chef. I bet I can outcook him on a chicken fried steak. Such <laughs> such boldness. So much he's bragging. A he can't cook a chicken fried steak. He is a Yankee. He's from Illinois, but uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. We gotta find out him. where he works. I, we I need love to make food. a field trip. Me and me and Ty could. We could well, you know, love to sample his My middle Montblanc child wants to be a chef right really? now. Yeah, he's 10, and um, he, uh, or will be 10 soon, he watches all those ch- uh, children's cooking shows and Chopped and all that yeah. stuff. And so he makes, he made lasagna from scratch the other day. Man, know. that's impressive. Didn't make, didn't make his own noodles, but he did make his own sauce and stuff. Pasta. Pasta. 
Lasagna does not have noodles. Anyway. Asian cuisine has noodles. Italian <laughs> cuisine has pasta. <laughs> so serious. Uh, step down off the soapbox. Put the jerky back in your mouth. <laughs> right. And let's move on. Quit, quit wagging your honey bun at me. Right. Pointing at you with my honey bun. <laughs> right. Italians use pasta. Orientals use noodles. <laughs> <laughs> not Orientals. We can't say that anymore. Say Oriental rugs. That's not, not You're people. not talking about people. There's a lot of things that we used to could say back Oriental in the day. Oriental food. I think it's supposed to be Asian food. I don't think much. I've heard that phrase in the last time. No. Oriental either. food? Not from no. someone other than our <laughs> Right. <laughs> Just because our dads say it doesn't, doesn't make mean it right. it's politically No, correct. no. In fact, in fact, if you want to just go as a rule of thumb, go opposite. Right. Do a George Costanza right. move. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I'd like to take him down once we find out where Robert Cook's at and, like, you know, have him actually meet a chef. That way he could kind of... Oh, I bet he'd love that. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Um, me? No, not you. Oh, your and son. You, my son. You'd right. love it, too. I'd love to meet a chef. <laughs> <laughs> I like food. So you've told us. Oh, man, that might be my favorite line of the night. I'd love to be a chef. <laughs> Oh, we but, got emails, right? We got an email from one Travis Bell. Ah, Trav. Our West Texas friend. rancher. T-Dog. I can't figure him out. He grew up in Dallas. Grew up in Dallas. Went to Jesuit. Went to Jesuit. Groobs. And now he's a West Texas rancher. And loves it, apparently. Yeah. I'm so. not putting all that together. That's, well, that's I mean, awesome, that, though. That's yeah, great. It's kind of the reverse of us growing up in the middle of nowhere and yeah. ended up in the Metroplex. Right. Yeah, exactly. Hey, it is titled NOLA Chronicles. So the what? NOLA. NOLA. New Orleans. New Orleans. Real quick, before you get to yes. that, I bet no one would appreciate more our stories we could tell about the sale barn than one Travis. Oh, yeah. Travis would, would love be that. all I bet he that. has sale barn stories, too. Well, yeah. he was... He was selling cows. I, you know, he's tweeting us that he was uh, worried his trailer was going to get stolen. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Down on the like coast. Laporte or something. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere down there. All right. So, Travis, uh, a couple of weeks ago, he went on a bachelor trip to New Orleans. Oh. And uh, so he sent us an email from that. That'd be dangerous. That, w- that would be extremely mm. dangerous in our case. Hey, guys, just your extremely hungover buddy from out west here telling y'all Nova is just the fucking best. From fake handicaps to being so hungover, had to hug a toilet in the World War II Museum. (laughs) It was a great time. Two guys in our group fell in love with strippers and lost a lot of money. I ate my weight in raw oysters. I was wondering what y'all's crazy travel stories were. What is already already dead may never die, baby arm. Have a good one, (laughs) Travis Bell. He mentions fake handicaps. So when he was getting on the plane... I think there was somebody that was a fake handicap got to board early, oh. and that just uh, chapped his hide. Yeah, and I don't remember the specific tweets. It's too far back to go find them, but that really got him. So he and I were kind of bouncing back and forth on Twitter about that. I've certainly seen people that like, oh yeah, we need to get on there early, you know. And I, you know, my dad walks horribly, so I appreciate when people need to get on and have some time. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to seeing old people that I know they're going to s- slow things down, let them on, you know. Yeah. But most of my flights are at the peak business hours, so it's all these asshole business travelers all fighting to get on first. And Which, why? Because the plane's not going to leave just because you're on it. <clears throat> okay, so there's, there's a couple of things going on. Number one is most of these people want to get their carry-on next to their where they're sitting so they don't have to go backward and forward, okay? And when they started charging luggage, that made that right. a yeah. premium there. And the other one is most of us, and myself included, just want to get in our seat and go into whatever our pre-flight ritual is, whether you put your earphones in or Tugging you it. tug it. Uh, yeah, you what know. do the people sitting next to you think when you whip that thing out and start massaging yourself? Well, uh, I asked them if they want to take a turn. Yeah. You know. You like what you see? You know, uh, <laughs> here, hold this for a second. What are you staring at? <laughs> yeah. Take a picture, it'll last longer. I do sometimes. You want to hit off this? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I probably do get some looks, cause sometimes I'm reading from my study Bible, my day to day, uh, daily devotional Bible, you know? Right. Okay. No, seriously. And at other times, 
it's solid porn. No, other times it's reading uh, shotgun news. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of a, the armed preacher. Uh, I have seen on planes people read Playboys, you know, just with there's the there's a tit hanging out there. That's not nice. I, I do not approve of that. I was in, I'm trying to think if I can tell this story. I think I can. There's a lot of very interesting, talking about backwoods and rural communities and how it's different and that kind of thing. The rural attorney is also a very interesting <laughs> breed. Yes. And they have, not only do they have stories for days, and they also seem to be a mess most of the time. Yeah. But their offices are also quite interesting. And I was in one the other day that went to use the restroom. Stack. Stacked full of Playboys in there. <laughs> <laughs> some of them current, some of them not. Oh. <laughs> Were they sticky? Were they oh, man. I I only looked through three or four of them, and I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> Where's the score at? Yeah. Where's that swank? I'm looking for a sharper image in here. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. No, but I, and let's take a sad moment to to mourn the porno mag. Mm. Yeah, we didn't grow up with the internet, folks. No, you had to hope to find a porn mag, and you didn't or care. Somebody had an older brother who would steal one from the convenience store, or you found one from your dad or grandfather or somebody's uncle or something in a garage somewhere, yeah. and it didn't matter if it was 1968. It didn't matter. You no. were happy to find it. The yep. porn fairy had come and waved their so magic yeah. wand. And yeah. if you, when you found the stash, mm-hmm. it it was as close, I think it's as close as I'll ever experience to winning the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. The, the elation, because you know now, as long as you are as discreet as you can be, which is not that good as an no, adolescent. No, but you're yeah. trying. As long as you're you cool. Know, as long as you you're know cool. you can go back to this well anytime yeah. you want. So you make, you, sure, be cool. you make sure everything's back in its spot. Yep. You don't get anything out of yep. new, you know, oh, this is rotated yeah, right. degrees this it's way. It's like you're recreating a crime scene exactly. every time. But yeah, and so, and you were happy, whatever it was. Oh. Well, I Barbie even Benton. Re- I even remember... The, what was it, the J.C. Penney's or Sears catalog that would yeah, come? Yeah, absolutely. The race, there's a, there's a, section, there's you know? a reason I have some kind of fetish for that J.C.P. not J.C. Penney 1970s shapewear. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's why dog ears were invented. <laughs> and hell, I want to be able to flip right back to page 322. Hell, if you were, if you were savvy enough, you might even see the underwear ads in the, uh, Sunday paper, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, hello. A little black and white well, action. I remember in I used to junior high. In high school, on Sunday mornings in the Dallas Morning News, in, I think it was the back of the sports section. Yes. They would have the advertisements for the Dallas Strip Club. Yes. And tell which entertainers were performing that week. It's kind of like the movie advertisement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I'd get that thing and, you know... But it didn't show anything. But just you knew that there was this just this right. seedy yeah. other world that you know or that you wanted to know about. And there's nothing sexier than that that little bit of intrigue yeah. that's still there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a reason that some of the more hardcore mags weren't as sultry or sexy as some of the others. I yeah. think. Yeah. No, I agree. Because I mean, I you know. I remember having a conversation with a uh, young lady that we grew up with, and I think we were maybe about fifth grade, and we were both comparing notes in math class about stashes that we had found. And I think what I had found were old Playboys and pretty tame, you know. And she had some access to some harder stuff. I mean, nothing like the crazy... Like, Popping cherries. I don't know about that, but Hustler. more like Hustler and something. Yeah. And... What she was describing, I was like, what? <laughs> huh? What do you mean they're spread wide open? What does that even mean? <laughs> but Very gynecological. Yes, it's like, I did not know that. And so, so that's a cervix. Uh, anyway, I agree that our level of uh, full disclosure that we have now and what we see, it's totally, totally different than what we grew up with. Where yeah. You didn't always see a bush even. Or, you know, yeah. And you, you get desensitized really quick. Yes. Yeah. And, and it makes you strive for more and more. I mean, what used to would have 
done the job in 1990, that that doesn't even make you bad nine now. Right. That's why you got to have that midget and that uh, pony play and you know whatever else you got going on over there, Longmire. I'll stick to my partially clothed 1960 pinup girls. I appreciate that. Yeah. I bet you do stick to them. <laughs> <laughs> so um, back to Travis's travel stories. I have one story that I have been sitting on. I think Longmire's heard it before, but it's one of my more interesting travel moments. I had gone on a special assignment where I just had to fly out to one place, and then I had to fly back less than a 24-hour trip to get this one thing done. And in order to do so, I went to – I had to fly from L.A. to Seattle and then back down to Dallas to get home Dallas in the morning, and uh, it was on short notice, so I didn't have a whole lot of, I couldn't get a straight flight from LA, so I'm in Seattle, and it's about midnight, waiting to get on this red eye to Dallas, and <laughs> um, I do remember this we're story. kind of standing around in the area in front of the gate, uh, there's probably maybe 15 feet from me to the ticket counter at the gate, and there's a column uh, between me and the, the ticket counter, and there is a couple that are obviously shit-faced drunk. And they're probably in their 50s and thin, you know, but not either overly attractive by any means. And they are into each other heavy. Look out. And they are making out, leaning up against this column. And all I can think of is the scene from... uh, European Vacation. European Vacation, where he's like, Dad, he's going to pork her. Dad, he's (laughs) going to pork her. No, Russ, he's not, you know. Anyway... So the woman is wearing gray sweatpants with the tie top, you know, and uh, like a little, not a half shirt, but it wasn't a big shirt or anything. And this dude, all of a sudden, he goes palm down, hello, through the top of the sweatpants into the pants of the girl, hello there, and is obviously finger blasting her right there in front of everybody. And there's thirty people just standing around. Were you rolling? No, it was back before I had a camera phone that would have captured that. Well, I was thinking more just like a handy cam. Oh, I had my Super like 8. Pruda film. Back yeah. into the left. And, I mean, this guy is, you can see, based on his tendons, I mean, he is working. <laughs> you, know, you can see that things are moving up in that. And he and she is writhing around, and they are open mouth, just macking down. And I'm just looking around, and I don't see anybody else noticing this. That this woman's getting finger banged in front of everybody at the Seattle, Seattle airport. This is like seeing the naked woman in the gym. Yeah. Like, exactly. And this goes on for a couple of minutes to the point where it looks like she may have come and they call first class. And so I step up to get on and the dude stepped up and right in front of me and gets on and I never saw the woman get on the plane. So I was. She would have had to walk past me to get on the plane. Well, they she, were saying goodbye. So, but she was too busy getting off to get on. This is <laughs> this is post nine eleven. So it's not like she dropped him off like it used to be at the airport. She had to be on some other flight. So I figured maybe she was an air marshal. Maybe I figured they hooked up at the hot and the uh, airport bar, got ship faced, mm. made out, got finger banged at the gate. He gets on, flies to Dallas, and she flew off somewhere else. Right. Now is that is that not a true you romance? You might call that the perfect date. Nah, yeah, but totally, totally finger bang that chick, and the dude did not ever go wash his hands. Hey, mm. as dudes are prone to not do, right? As we've talked about before, wow. yes, guys out there, wash your fucking hands, especially if you just finger banged a chick in the Seattle airport. A stranger, yeah, a stranger. You don't know what she's got. <laughs> no, you don't, <laughs> man. There's a country song there somewhere. Hope he didn't have any open wounds. Oh. (laughs) Karnak was... I love Johnny Carson. I know, he's the best. That was one of my better travel stories. Like I said, everybody fights to get on the plane just because they want to get done with it. Yeah. You know, you don't... And and we're like cattle waiting to get on the plane. That just sucks. I don't have any drunken stories, obviously, because I don't drink traveling. But uh, I have uh, had some interesting strip club trips with some of my coworkers at times. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't want to make it sound like 
I go to the strip clubs all that often because I don't. Just once or twice a week. Yeah, not a lot. I don't think I've been to one in like four years right now. Well. Yeah. Wow. And it go, you know, I mean, it's, it's, but I remember them. That's the thing. Yeah. I'm sober, so I remember what I've seen. If you want one for my bragging montage, I've never been to a strip club. That, yes, and we have, we need to rectify that with a trip to an Oklahoma strip club. Oh, just you that's know, jumping in the deep end. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go. Let's make it where he doesn't ever want to go to another one. I had this friend at work that friend. Mm-hmm. I, I was unsure. Was he using air quotes? Yeah, this is a story. I was him. I was unsure where he fell on the Keynesian scale of sexuality. <laughs> Uh, not that it really mattered because it didn't. We were you buddies just, at work. You just wondered. You just wondered because he, he always. That's the first thing you wonder about anybody. You know, he. Is this guy going to try to suck my dick? <laughs> is, is he Bigfoot? Does he like blue cheese dressing? Yeah. Right. Is he? Has he ever finger banged anybody at the uh, at the airport? Um. So, at first, I thought he was he was gay. I'm like, okay, I don't care. But then we went. Did he try to suck his dick? <laughs> no, I didn't try to suck his dick. Hey, do you know Bigfoot? <laughs> you look a lot like Bigfoot in, the, in this angle. Um, <laughs> one night we were out in Palm Springs on assignment, and we uh, there were four of us. We decided to go to a all nude place in Palm Springs. Palm Springs is not a big place, okay? That's is Palm Springs. I don't know. Palm Springs, California. I know that's in California. Is that fancy? Not fancy. Well, uh, it's in the desert. That's not fancy. And it is... There's some nice parts. Okay, so Palm Springs has some nice parts. Okay. And then Palm Desert is super nice. Okay. And then Indio, which is further down the little valley, is where Coachella is, and that is a shithole. Okay. And then up north towards 29 Palms and Joshua Tree, that gets into the high desert, and that gets weird out there. Yeah. And I got another story about that. Like devil worshippers and shit. Yeah, we just got some direction drops from you. And I have been saving some direction drops, too. We decided to go to this all-nude place, and it is a hole in the wall. It is big as this garage. Hey. Called Popes. 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 Okay. And and they had a clock on the wall and neon that said, if it's Popes, it's pussy time. <laughs> That's classy. Oh, very and, subtle. And so the stage is about two of these uh, <laughs> lunchroom tables. I'm just going to start saying that. <laughs> Ooh, it's Popes, it's pussy time. Yeah, you, you know, let us know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> just, just pop your head in and then yell at you, yeah. Mr. Longmire. So, the stage is tiny, about two of these, uh, cafeteria table size. And if it rained, which it doesn't rain often, but when it does, it's torrential downpour out there in the desert. And the water would come in and seep down the pole and, you sure. know, make puddles on the stage. Wow. Really shithole place. But we go in there and it's all nude and. Like y'all too? No, we, we kept our breech cots on. I'm with, at this time, I'm probably 29, maybe 30. And everybody, and my friend that I was questionable about where he fit on the spectrum, he was in, in his about 40, and then the other guys were in their late 50s. And the questionable friend immediately turns into king of the strip club. <laughs> he is slapping strippers' asses. Oh. He's make, literally making it rain. He doth protest too much? Well, no. I mean, he was enjoying it. It was like... Was he? Sure seemed like it. So on like, a show. So I was like, I don't know. Heavy, heavy cover. Well, I thought maybe that's it, but I thought, well, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Right. Maybe he's... Bye, maybe he's trans. Maybe I need to recalibrate my radar. You know, whatever's going on here. So, radar. <laughs> I was unsure about him at that point, but he was the king of the strip club. And gotcha. Popes, we had a good time at Popes. The girls were okay, but, you know, good Y'all buddies. made it rain in there? He made it rain, and it was raining outside, so the strippers <laughs> had to get, uh, they had to wipe down the pole. Every time that it'll mop it's up. It's hard to prop. do that in a sexy manner. Oh, yeah. Probably ought to do that every time. It is not. <laughs> it is not. Uh, it's like that yeah, Seinfeld episode. That's probably good standard practice. Yeah. Where the, uh, where the, he's got the uh, nude girlfriend and she's Those like. Those Lysol wipes out there and just. <laughs> yeah. Just some clean, round. Clean that thing real good. Spray some roundup on it. Yeah. No kidding. So we had a good time. Years later, and I still, there were other things I'm like, well, I, I was wavering. I wasn't sure. Well, one day he comes to me and he says, hey, uh, I got a story I need to tell you. I got to tell somebody. So I don't know where this is going. You know, is this going to be about, is this going to be about Bigfoot? I mean, what's going to happen right. here? We walk over to a uh, coffee shop. He's like, 
I have to tell somebody. I don't know who. I can't tell any of these other people. He's like, I've been having some trouble, some medical problems, and I went in to have an X-ray. And the X-ray tech was an older woman, probably in her late fifties, missing a tooth, heavy set, and she sucked my dick. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? Coming happens all the time. And he said she was trying to do these x-rays and she noticed you know me and she's like come here and they went back in the closet and she dropped down and blew him for a little bit not to completion wow and then he went on his way because i guess they got spooked or something and i was like ah that's the strangest thing i've ever heard but in my mind i'm thinking where was this doctor's office at he's pulling out his (laughs) notepad and I've had you another, take a left on third. I've had another situation where someone told me a, a crazy story, but because the details in it are not flattering, you know it's true. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're going to make up a story about somebody sucking your dick, they're going to be super hot, right? Yeah. Or they called in their best friend. You know, yeah. All this they're not going to have like a hack cough. Right. It's yeah. not going to be the girl <laughs> with the the girl with the, the old lady kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> Get in here, Munson. <laughs> So, I don't ever know. I don't know where this guy ended up falling on the spectrum. I never did figure out. If you met him, you would probably think he's this way. Yeah. But based on these crazy... Well, evidently, Longmire has a radar. Apparently, he does. Now, Longmire's, you know, he's into this stuff. He's he's tuned in. He knows. But, uh, yeah. He's, he's in tune with the world. He knows people. He does know people. I know people. He knows two things. Jerky. Okay, three things. Jerky, honey buns, and people. And people. He can that's going to be the name of your next album. Yeah. Anyway, so that's just one of my strip club, strip club trips with the boys. I had another one, again, in Palm Springs. We had a person at our client site that lived up in the high desert. And the high desert's where all the hippies live. It's yeah. real weird up there. And she was... That would be cool. Well, she was friends... With Mark Olson, really of the Jayhawks. Wow! And this is back and what was that? Something this, Creek Dippers. Yeah, what the was other one. Harmony Creek Dippers. Yeah, yeah. And so she knew him and his wife or ex-wife now, I guess. And I'm like, holy shit! You know them? She's like, yeah, I'll hang out. She was hippy dippy. You know? Yeah. I play music with them and stuff. I'm like, well, you got to get me to meet them. You know, never happened. But she was talking about how there was a strip club slash pizza place hey, up in the high desert. I'll be up for that. That sounds Donation. great. Because, you know, you get food at strip clubs, but it's it's not the same. This was a pizza place that was also a strip club. Huh. So I was intrigued. So I got one of the... Yeah, that's because you want to know, is it a strip club that serves pizza on the side, or is it a right. pizza place where there's some stripping on the side? Right. And I had to find out, because I couldn't get real good details. Yeah. So I got a uh, a lady in her late 40s who reminds you of Doris Day. Okay. And uh, one of the dudes from the Pope's trip. Okay. And we head up there, and it turns out only one side was open at a time. And they had oh. saloon doors in between it. So the night we went, the pizza place was closed. It was just the strip club on the other side. So you couldn't get anything to eat. Probably couldn't the get anything staff. to eat. So Probably the same staff. <laughs> And they didn't want to get burned. Um, but it was not a, I don't think the health department might have something to say about yeah, that. I don't think they actually stripped. I mean, what they do? I, I don't think I saw anybody even topless. I think maybe like a nipple would get exposed or something. Well, well that happens in pizza places all, all the, time. the time. We weren't there very long, but because it wasn't that great. But the Doris Day girl, bless her heart. I guess she'd never been to a strip club before. She fell for the, Oh, she's working her way through school. <laughs> and I said, honey, they all working their way through school. That's what they always tell us. But she's showing you her butthole right now with this thong. She's not trying that hard. And um, so it's that part was of the degree plan. Right. It's it's the accelerated program. So I was saddened that I didn't get a slice of pepperoni while I was, you know. Yeah. Looking at some girl spreading the thong, but it was interesting. The high desert gets weird. The low desert gets weird too, over the Salton Sea, and yeah, that gets like Manson territory out there. Screw that, I'm out. I don't know. Some of the creepiest, creepiest places I've ever been. 
Anything uh, amusing travel stories from you guys? I have some hellacious strip club stories, which cannot be aired. Well, that's true. They're glorious, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, what about the raw oysters? Travis mentioned he ate his weight in raw oysters. I've never had raw oysters. Oh, I love them. And you can get some of the best on the planet down in New Orleans. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I I can sit there and eat several dozen. You never had them or never just don't like them? I've, I've never had them, and they just, I've been a, I've been where they've been. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. The ocean. The like, y'all hang out at the same parties? <laughs> right. oy- yeah. at the oyster bar? The, uh, just give me the bull shrimp. Man, I you love know. oysters. Do you of, like them? I, I do not. Uh, this son of a bitch will eat his weight in boiled shrimp. Oh. Have you ever seen it? No, but I love boiled shrimp too. There's no way. I'm sure I couldn't hold a candle to you, my, but I my love wife gets embarrassed there. when we go someplace a buffet where there's boiled shrimp. She'll, if they're already peeled. Now you can really pound them. Then. Yeah, I mean I'll have two plates of husks of <laughs> oyster shell. Or I mean of <laughs> shrimp husks just piled up about 12 inches tall she's just shaking her head like you're gross you're getting cramps in your fingers <laughs> yeah honey can you shuck these while i eat these did you ever go to when it was still open um and i only went there a couple of times and it was a big deal to make a dallas trip for this but if either one of y'all ever eaten at the there used to be a restaurant in dallas called southern kitchen no never i've never. heard of that and their whole shtick was I don't I don't think it still exists. And you this would have been Mecca for you, Heavy. If you ordered an entree, which and I don't know what it was then, it, it was a really expensive place to eat, it's like, like steakhouse we kind of place. Yeah. Okay. It's like when we were kids. I mean this was like junior high age when I okay. went. Um if you ordered a you know, their entrees were expensive, um which Again, I mean, it was probably $25 for a steak or something. Yeah. But back then, I mean, that was really expensive. Yeah. If you ordered an entree, then for appetizer, you got all you can eat, crab meat, and peeled boiled shrimp. Oh, oh my gosh. And so we would go down there, and uh, my parents would each order. If you were a kid, you didn't have to order an entree to get the, mm-hmm. you know, you could eat along with it. They would just right. keep bringing it. But uh, my parents would each order a steak. And then just tell them, uh, you know, I'd like for y'all to cook it once we're getting ready to go, and I'll just take it in to go. <laughs> and we would literally eat the crab meat and the shrimp as a whole meal. I mean, they'd bring you salad and stuff too, mm-hmm. but they would just keep bringing plates wow. of crab and the crab, both the crab and the shrimp were already peeled, shucked, ready to go. It was just shove it in your mouth. Wow. And it was. I've never eaten much crab. Meat. Amazing. I've had, uh, well, so. You know, if you eat the body of the crab, that's a different taste than yeah. the legs. Well, yeah, I mean, I've tried to eat crab legs before, and it was pretty humorous. I couldn't. I can I, I can imagine you having a difficult time. I can with imagine crab. you like doing two smashes and then just throwing it over your shoulder and being like, "Fuck this! It's too much work. <laughs> Bring me some fries." <laughs> Yeah, it's like it, those it, soft it, shells where you can eat the whole yeah, crab. Yeah, you gotta use a little hammer oh. and stuff. Yeah. Now, how do you do with the? Uh, you like crawfish? How do you do with those? I'm, or have you eaten those? I, once or twice. You suck the head. Those are so good. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, get all that. That's where all the good. That's all spices the are at. Yeah. That's the only thing. I think that's the only thing I enjoyed about living in Louisiana for a brief time. Were the crawfish bowls so I'm good? Much, oh. much rather eat shrimp than crawdads. Yeah, mm. I like them both a lot. But shrimp, well, I don't yeah. know. I, I probably I've enjoyed what shrimp more. In. I mean, I like a good scampi and stuff like that. But you give me a fried shrimp po' boy though. Oof, that's hard to beat. It's hard to beat shrimp or a fried oyster is even better. I like fried crawdads too. I like fried, I like fried oysters. I can't believe what about you don't frog like legs? oysters. What about frog legs? They're like okay. Frog... Yeah, they're all I like right. frog legs. I'm not, you know, gator's okay, frog legs okay. It's not something but I seek out. Shout out to Travis on the oysters. I'm with you on that, buddy. I would have eat, I would have sat there and eaten four or five dozen with you. And let's see what else he had. Uh, sadly, throwing up uh, in memory of the World War II Museum, 
Uh, let's see, fell in love with strippers. I've never fallen in love with a stripper. That's not. No. That's not. I. We did have a. Uh, hmm. We knew a guy that used to date strippers, or I knew a guy. One of uh, so I'd have to draw the family lineage. If you, if I tell you, you would know. But okay, little guy, not a, uh, not who you would expect picking up strippers, but. Huh. I dated a girl one time that informed me after we'd been dating for a little while that she used to work as a stripper. Really? How'd that conversation go? Well, it was interesting. Yeah. But, and I mean, it was a pretty casual relationship anyway. We weren't like, you know, super serious, but I mean, I guess I wasn't. She working her way through college? She was. She was yeah. getting a degree. Getting yeah. a degree. She was trying to finish up that seminary so she could get the, <laughs> right. you know, get the Methodist. a lot of education. Right. Methodist. But I mean, I, I knew enough about her to not be shocked. completely, yeah, completely shocked, but it's, it's still, a, I mean, I guess, I don't know, like, how early on do you disclose that, if you're going to, or does it matter, I, I mean, it didn't, it's not like I was like, oh, well, shit, yeah. know, we're not seeing each other anymore, it didn't, you know, it didn't affect things that way, but it, it is an interesting tidbit. So, it's certainly, you know, as we all have daughters, it's not something that I would want my daughter to do, but I I don't know. I, I'm like, kind of like you. I think if somebody told me that, oh, yeah, I used to be a stripper, I would just be like, oh, okay. I mean. That's cool. You know. <laughs> if they said, I used to be a stripper and I had a $500 a day Coke habit. Well, see, that was my, and maybe this is probably completely unfair, but that's sort of where my mind went right away. Right. Was, were you just stripping or were there other things going on? Yeah. You know, were and, there drugs? Were there, you know. Any, and I think that's Anything legitimate. else I need to know about because, I mean. You find a variety of things that co-occur in those environments. There is, there are certain, uh, certain things going down. Yes. As you will. As you will. In the champagne room. Sir. So I don't know. I, I can't say that I would derail off that, but it would, I, I would certainly pause in the conversation. I would be, oh. Well, I felt like that was the perfect opportunity to tell her about my history as a pool boy. No, there you go. No, I'm not going to go down that path. Because we don't have cabanas in the 903. There's no cabanas, no. right? Above the ground, above ground pool boy. Yeah, might <laughs> yeah. have a. Uh... I was an above ground pool boy. <laughs> I just stood out there with the garden hose, filling right. up. Just a big long ass dip net. Standing <laughs> your on dip the... net is just your cap. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the deck around the above ground pool is worth more than the house. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Oh well. Um... I don't have anything else to add, Travis. I'm sure I've got other travel stories. The life of a business traveler is not uh, glamorous by any means, but every once in a while you see something funny like that. I will say, and this popped up this week, I think, on the uh, ticket, I did used to see a lot of service dogs that obviously weren't service dogs out in L.A. They would just buy the vest, <laughs> stick them on whatever damn dog just so they can drag them around. Yeah, stick on a Yorkie. That's my service dog. And I think out there in California, you can't even ask. I mean, you can't ask. Period. Yeah. That's so eighty. I mean, that's not California. That's is that national? That's national law. You can. So anybody that did it, you know, there's like you just they buy these service part dogs. It's part of the ADA. Oh, you can you can ask, is that a service dog? And all if they have that, to say is, and it doesn't have to be wearing a vest, right? It can be any dog. It can be in a parka. And uh. If they say yes, you can't. You cannot ask. According to ADA, you cannot ask what service does it right. provide. Because at that point, then you're discriminating. Yeah, they're when disc- you're getting into dis- PHI, they're disclosing medical yes. information to yeah. you. It made me think about it. I meant to mention it earlier when you were talking about the uh, fake handicap and stuff. I'm sure y'all have heard the stories or read the stories about, and it's evidently. I mean, it's even pretty out in the open now. About people hiring themselves out for like Disney World. Oh, right. yes, yeah. yes. Which, I mean, you know, I know a lot of people have a problem with that, but I mean, it seems like a win-win to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean hey. really, if the person wants to hire themselves out to do that and they also get to experience it, they get to go to park, Disney World, yeah. And part of, you know, them getting to experience it is that you can't Disney. sit a wheelchair on Space Mountain. You can transfer probably over. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think you gotta be smart in who you hire. Right. You know, but I, I, I mean, I'm kind of with you that yes, I could see where somebody may object to that, but 
it's a, it is a win-win situation. I mean, it's not like somebody is dragging a bum off the street and taking them up there. Right. These people are willfully putting themselves out there for hire. So it's not, I mean, it's, you know, it's not humiliating for them. So what if you got, what if you, okay, so there was a guy that had, uh, had some, uh, some problems and people would have to help him in school. And that was, you get assigned to help him sometimes. And sometimes his attitude was not great. Yeah. Oftentimes. Oftentimes. And we had one associate that wouldn't put up with the shit at all. (laughs) So I would just hope that whoever is hiring themselves out for this service has a cheerful disposition. Yes. And not just like, fuck yeah. Doesn't treat the hired help. Like hired help. Right. You really want them giving you the shit to be like, look, motherfucker, I'm getting you to the front of the line, so go get me another cheeseburger. Yeah. I want I want the pink thing right now. Yeah. I'm getting on the shockwave. Tell your kids to shut up. So you would have to definitely maybe get some uh, Yelp ratings or however that works if they got their own website for that. All right. Well, I think we've uh, beat that horse to death. Uh, Do you have a joke for us, or is that... The well's dry right now. The well's dry. Well, that's that's better for humanity, I guess. So, if you want to get in touch with us, can you hear me pod at gmail.com. Tweet at us. Um, tell your friends. We uh, They might like us. They might not. Who cares? And we will talk to you all later. Adios. Bye. Now, who here is a fan of shrimp? <laughs> really a fan of shrimp? It's a weeknight, you know what that means. Strip <laughs> Yeah, where are we going? Uh, place? Oh, that place burned down. Girls, girls, girls? No, that place got busted. What? Too many girls. And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Saldy. Good night from Dallas, Texas.